This world is not yet ready for all that you will do. Your time will come, Diana. And everything will be different. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Film Optics Review brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network. I'm your host, Christian, and today we're going to be reviewing the latest film by Warner Brothers, Wonder Woman 1984. And as always, I'm joined by my good friend and my co-host, Devon. How are you doing today, man? Doing swell. It's almost Christmas. We've got a nice Christmas yeah. movie here. I'm calling it a Christmas yeah, it's, movie. Yeah, it's the, the eve of a Christmas Eve, so to speak. So that's very exciting. Hope everyone out there is having a wonderful time uh, spending the holidays with their friends and family. But of course, to help us close out the year on our podcast, we have two amazing content creators here with us. We have Amanda from Candid Cinema. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, man. Thanks for having me on. Of course, no problem at all. And of course, we have Leo from Geekly Goods. How are you? Hey, what's up, man? I'm good. You know, I'm ready to chat some Wonder Woman 84. I'm I'm leaning more toward the like side of the spectrum, so I can't wait to talk about it. And uh, Merry Christmas Eve, Eve. And yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, no problem at all. Um, and of course, for everyone listening out there, before we begin, we would all actually like to thank Warner Media for allowing us to watch and review this film early. And you, of course, you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the world, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Red Circle, Amazon Music, all that good jazz. And of course, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at uh, Film Optics. <clears throat> Sorry. That is optics with an X. I uh, had to put that shameless plug in there. So, yeah. So, I guess uh, really quick, did you guys want to get into spoilers? So, should this be completely spoiler free, or you can want to do maybe like a half and half type segment? That's up to you, man. Yeah. Well, you know what? Okay, let's let's talk about let, let's do a little bit of a non spoiler section. You know, do a little bit of a half and half thing. Just so that, because I'm sure that we all want to, you know, actually talk about the movie here um, on the pod. So we'll do a little bit more of a non-spoiler first. So um, starting with uh, Amanda, just really quick, uh, give us like your your overall thoughts about the film. Did you think it was engaging? Um, you know, just your, um, your your first initial thoughts, like of your first viewing. Sure. Um, I enjoyed the first half of the film. I thought it was a lot of fun. It really nailed the eighties nostalgia. Um, the, the fight choreography was better in the first half, in my opinion. And then, um, all that fun action and the interactions getting to know like, uh, Maxwell Lord and, uh, Barbara Minerva in the first half kind of fizzled in the second half and normally when I watch films I can feel myself check out of the film and that happened at the halfway point and it was like an hour in it's not even the halfway point but still it's just the movie's two and a half hours which is very long for what they gave us um but it is enjoyable like I'm not gonna say that it's not enjoyable uh I just it kind of fell apart for me as a whole. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Leah, what about you? You know, I stayed engaged for most of the movie. I, I liked it. Um, I remember seeing the kind of first initial couple scenes and, and seeing her in, in childhood and then doing that transition 
to another action sequence right after really grabbed me because it was like boom back to back action sequences and that that definitely catches me in the movie <clears throat> i would actually say towards the middle half there were some things that i was that threw me off a little bit uh some characters i believe are a little little over involved but all in all, I thought it was a pretty good movie. The CGI could have been a little bit better, but we'll get to that a little bit later. But <laughs> all in all, I, I dug it. And Hans Zimmer in that score, oh my God, like that was just so well done. And I, I love the music in this movie, like throughout the whole thing. It, the score, you could tell it was a step up from the first movie. The man who never retires, Hans Zimmer. <laughs> Seriously. Honestly, love him. Yeah, Devin, go go ahead. I'll I'll uh, I'll give mine last. Yeah, I mean, I'll have to agree with Leo on this one. Um, I I really liked the first half hour or so. It was real real action packed. I loved the the throwback to her childhood. I loved the the mall heist scene. That was a perfect way to set up the eighties aesthetic and everything. But then the, the next hour or so after that was kind of a lull for me. They were kind of setting characters up and setting up the whole story, and it didn't really capture me as well. But then I think it kind of ended stronger. Um, than that middle half um, towards the end there. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I would say I am, I'm going to lean a little bit more towards Amanda's side because I will say within the first, like the opening scene was like fantastic for the first like hour I was engaged and then it kind of like takes like a hard stop. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, certain things obviously happen when, um, wonder woman uh encounters someone from her past uh we'll get into that a little bit later and then from there on like it kind of like i liked the um you know the setup with the two villains i think they did a lot uh, better job with juggling two villains in this movie than they have in like let's say spider-man 3 or even uh the amazing spider-man 2 um i do feel like there are a few aspects that echo from uh, the amazing spider-man 2 especially with cheetah's character um i think her character was a little bit more fleshed out than uh electros because like her whole backstory is just like oh nobody notices me everyone's mean to me and you know i don't get the attention that i want um etc cetera, etc cetera. but yeah I, I definitely have to um say probably within the first hour of that movie um it kind of hit a stop for me, but I really actually wanted to ask you guys, uh, what was it like watching this at home before we get any further? Cause obviously we know the whole Warner brothers debacle. Uh, what was that experience like for you guys? Um, I guess I'll start with, uh, Devin. Well, you, you know me, I'm, I'm a theater guy through and through. Like I'm always going <laughs> to choose the theater, especially for a, for a blockbuster type movie like this. It's just, mm. it's just better seeing on the big screen with, with a nice audience where you get some, some reactions throughout the, the crowd so wasn't it wasn't quite the same but it got the job done all right uh leo what about you uh man not the same i have buffering problems oh. i thought the, the smaller screen affected me as well like i would have loved to hear hans zimmer score and surround sound around me some yeah. of the bigger scenes, especially, of course, the Themyscira stuff in the beginning would have been really cool to see on a bigger screen. But, I mean, it works for now. And until things are safe and sound again, it's working out. But I was talking a lot of stuff before I watched that movie at home. I was like, yo, I'm going to be kicked back. 
have right. a cigar in it, <laughs> whiskey in my hand. And then when it finally came to it, I was like, man, I missed the movie theater. So just a little for me, I would have loved to see some of those like larger scenes in theaters and, and hear that surround sound. Yeah. So did you watch it on your TV at home? Did you watch it on a laptop? I watched it on my iPad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't have an Apple TV. Oh, I don't have an Apple TV, folks. So, oh, yeah, it is a wise investment. You hear that, Devin? A wise investment. Yeah, I, I, I gotta get it now because I was like, this is oh, not literally any screener that you guys get. Like, there is an app for it on Apple yeah. TV. I'm telling you. Yeah, and you know, I I was like, I can ride this wave and chill. And then this, they this Warner Bros. screening app. They didn't actually have like an option on the computer. So I had to download it on my iPad and watch it there because you can only download it. I don't think there was like an actual URL to go to. They had one they had one on the computer that I used. What? Okay. Yeah, the for your consideration oh, no. app. Oh man. <laughs> oh, the for your consideration app. Okay. Um so sorry, uh, uh Amanda, what was your experience like watching um, this at home? So I do have an Apple TV (laughs) Um, and yeah, so I have the app and I have like my, my sound system and and stuff like that. Cause my, my dad's also like heavily into uh, the home entertainment system. So we kind of built our living room um, over the years. So it was like, I have a 60 inch screen at home and it was just like, it was doable. It was cause it was so funny. I was waiting for six o'clock to start. So I had like the pot lights dimmed a bit to make it look, feel like a theater. <laughs> yeah. And I bought like popcorn and movie theaters. Like I bought popcorn and like Mike and Ike's and M&M peanuts. And I'm like, okay, I like distributed them to, you know what I mean? And uh, it was just something that I, I, I tried to make it work. You know what I mean? And I dimmed the lights when the movie started and I like, you know, I shut it off and I did the whole thing, but I do miss the theater. I do miss, cause I used to dress up and go to watch these like big comic book movies and it was like a whole event. And I think that's what everyone's missing is that it's like, it's an event film. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, it wasn't the same, but for right now, like Leo said, it's, it's what it is. We gotta, we gotta figure it out. And we're blessed that, a film like Wonder Woman 1984 is like new content and we're able to watch it in like these circumstances. Yeah. I, I, uh, my experience was very, um, more similar to Amanda's. Like I, I have a 50 inch, I have a sound bar with a nice little subwoofer. Yeah. Um, I did turn off the lights, kind of like made myself a little uh, snack <laughs> just to kind of like replicate that. And like for, for a second, it did work. But only so much, like you said, you know, there's nothing like that huge screen in front of you and just, you know, going with your friends, making a night of it uh, with whoever that you're with. Um, it, it really does make you more immersed. Um, I will say I did pause it for, uh, when I got like an hour in. I had to re- no. I actually had to record another podcast with Griff Scheller because uh, we're covering his dark materials. We've been trying to figure out, you know. This week's been crazy for both of us. And I was like, okay, I can do it on Tuesday, but I'm letting you know I got to watch Wonder Woman. And I'm like, okay, I can I can pause it for like an hour. We did like maybe 30 minutes and then went back to it. 
So, I mean, it kind of took me out, but I knew exactly where I was. That's the one thing I do like, or the one advantage. Like, if you do need to use the bathroom, obviously you can pause it at a really good point. You know, takeaways, come back, and you're all good to go. But, yeah, I, I do miss the, you know, this is movie theater, like maybe three, five minutes away from my place. So it's like it's very easily accessible uh, for me. Um, it may not be for others because there are a lot of places around the world um, where movie theaters are just closed right now. So the only way that they do have to watch it is maybe on their iPad like Leo did or their, um, or their laptop or God forbid, even their phone. So it's really, really crazy. But yeah, that was my, my experience. It was, it wasn't bad, but I, I definitely, I knew I normally leave like my phone in the other room. Like I've told Devin this just so I don't hear any buzzing. There's, you know, I put my phone on silent there's no distraction, so that definitely helps. Okay, for sure. I didn't want to say anything, but I have something to admit. The last like oh, thirty minutes of the movie, I had to watch on my phone because that buffering on my no. iPad was so bad. Oh, I had to get my phone good, tripod man. out, and I was like, I have to watch this on my phone so this buffering You're good. Stops. You're oh good. my god! The movement. Devin on watched. Our phone um, I'm pregnant. Oh, <laughs> Wait, what'd you say, Devin? That cheetah movement on a phone screen? I can't even imagine. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> yeah. Well, I think when me and Devin reviewed I'm Pregnant, he actually had to watch it on his phone. Yeah, that's that's a bit of a different genre there. A little easier to... But I, I, yeah, but I'm just saying. Just, I, I would never watch a movie on my phone. Like, I would definitely do it on my MacBook, but it, like, it has to be a movie I've seen before, not like a brand new movie. But if I had no other choice, I probably would just watch it on my laptop. But yeah, anyway, um, so for everyone listening out there, we're actually just going to go straight into spoilers, kind of just wanted to, you know, get our feet wet a little bit in the uh, in the deep end there. So now we're just going to go completely in and talk about it. I totally forgot to read the synopsis out there earlier today. So I'm just going to cover that up really quick because that's just the way I am. Uh, so the synopsis is pretty quick and easy. Uh, fast forward to the 1980s as Wonder Woman's next big screen adventure quote-unquote, big-screen adventure, <laughs> finds her facing uh, two new foes, Max Lord and the Cheetah, of course, Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, and Kristen Wiig, directed by Patty Jenkins. And, of course, you can watch this um, in your local theater if it's open on Christmas Day or in the comfort of your home on HBO Max. So, um, all right, Amanda, just um, mm-hmm. just just give us what you got because I know you're, you're, you're raring to go. You, you're ready to tear this movie apart, and I'm just going to sit back and uh enjoy the show (laughs) okay so the more i talk about it with people the more i've been nitpicking and i hate that i nitpick but the one thing that was just so bad about this film is the inconsistency within the screenplay and you like the film itself was enjoyable yes but if the story is lacking at any point throughout a two hour and 30 minute film, it's going to be a mission to sit there and finish this. It really is. So Patty Jenkins wrote the script. And that is one of the differences from the first film because she did not write the script for the first Wonder Woman. Um, And I do believe that Direction wise, Patty Jenkins understands Wonder Woman, understands how to frame her, understands how to um, capture her essence. And I think that's the best thing that Patty has 
done for Wonder Woman on the big screen. And she carries that out extremely well in the first half of Wonder Woman 1984. The other thing is that if you're doing a film based on, you know, the 80s, the nostalgia has to be authentic. And again, the authenticity of the 80s was only applied to the first half of this movie. And that's what also bothered me. Um, Because the more you look at it, the more the second half just like fades away from what they were trying to do with the film. Next, (laughs) um, what I really... Next slide. slide, The next thing is how... I, I know, is how underused Barbara Minevra was in this film. And I know, Christian, you said there was a balance, but I disagree entirely. This movie would have worked so much better if they did not introduce Barbara Minevra in this film. Like, I feel Mm. like she was so useless. And honestly, for the CGI to be that bad for not even like five minute like battle scene between Diana and Barbara, like what was the point? I wanted to make a quick comment on your earlier when you were saying the eighties nostalgia stuff, I found this so interesting that we are in a shopping mall. We get these bright suits and outfits, but wonder woman nor Steve Trevor have a bright outfit on. And I was like, wow, this yeah, is the 80s. Kind of on a couple, and then right. it just goes with like the basic one. Yeah, they, yeah. I'm like, this is the 80s, yeah. and you guys are wearing muted colors, whites, yeah. grays, <laughs> blue, dark blues. I thought that was a bit of a, a, a takeaway from that. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree with I, you. I, oh, sorry. Go, no, go, no, ahead, go ahead. No, no, I told no, go ahead. I was just gonna say I agree with him. I, I was gonna say, speaking of Steve Trevor, I was I'm still confused because it was a fever dream happening when <laughs> they first introduced him. I I still don't know what quite happened he yeah took over some other guy's body i guess yeah so yeah. i thought that was no, a little no. bit it uh, just happens um, like he it, just shows up and it's not him but it's him right yeah. and i thought that was weird and they didn't even show her like wishing for that to happen so i i thought that was a little bit jarring for him to just kind of show up but she, and- but she did she did though leo it was like that's what i mean when patty captured like Diana, they like showed the watch beside his picture, like her picture at the Trevor Ranch, like everything leading up to the moment where he comes back. We see that like she's just showing us that she wants him more than anything in the world. Yeah, so, like, see, that I- wasn't verbally said, though. Like everybody Fair. else, Nita, everybody, Maxwell Lord, everybody held the stone Fair. and looked at it and said, I wish for this to happen. She did not do that. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, maybe I looked away for something. Right. But I, right. I thought that was a little bit confusing because Cheetah right. wished, Maxwell Lord wished. But then I was like, okay, I guess in my mind, we have to guess that while she was holding the stone, she was wishing yeah. in her mind that he would come back. Like for me, I just would have, I guess I would have liked her to actually say it or there would have actually have been a moment where she did say I wish because the wishing stone, in my opinion, was... I wish for this, like fairly odd parents. Like, I need yeah, to. She's, she's the only one that didn't say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you're right. One. You're right. Maybe I looked away at my phone for two seconds and I didn't catch that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I, maybe I missed her saying it. She, I don't know. The way that they made it seem was that she, when she was holding it, like she was thinking about him. And I guess that still applies when that happens when you hold the stone. But the other thing I will say with Steve Trevor, it felt so repetitive. It felt like a carbon mm-hmm. copy 
of the first Wonder Woman in a different way. There we go. Yeah, yeah. it's like the fish out of the water thing because in the first yeah. movie, obviously, we had uh, Diana introduced to our world, and it's like, oh, how long has Trevor been gone? Now he's back in our world, and things have obviously changed. And she's like, oh, let me show you what's going on. I did get that vibe for mm-hmm. sure. I'm stuck with the just... fish out of water stuff, though. It yeah. Is I, I am too. Yeah, so am I. But yeah, I was like, we definitely saw that before. And as, yeah. as far as the uh, the wish goes, that was kind of weird because she did mention that, like, oh, obviously, like, we know he's in another person's body, but all she sees is Trevor. All she sees why, is they never explain why he's in another person's body, did they? Yeah, and I what, think what it's I think it's more of the monkey's paw. Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking. Is it was like the monkey's paw was also that she got her like, powers taken away. Oh, I think she got hit twice, though. Like I don't think. I guess for me, when that? I was I was kind of like. It's kind of like fairly odd parents. You make a you make a wish. I, I hate to keep making this reference, but you no, make a fine, wish right. and you're not specific about it. It could happen in any way. So I just kind of thought, okay, she wanted him back, but it wasn't exactly the way that she wanted him back. I don't know. It was kind of like she wished for him to be back, but he's back in some dude's body. I thought that was weird as shit. And and yeah, I don't know what the reasoning for that was. I don't really get it. Yeah, I don't either. And she didn't really feel much remorse about it. Oddly enough, I'm like, you guys are taking over this guy's life. Like, he doesn't have a life anymore. Y'all are frolicking around, but what about this guy? Like, she was eye candid even towards the end of the movie. I saw her. She was like, (laughs) (laughs) also though, the way, the way like Diana leaves Steve in that specific scene where she's bawling and saying like, I'll never love again and all that stuff. Like when she, she leaves him, it's kind of like the same third act push from the first one as well. If that makes any sense. Oh, totally. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, So do you think the third act, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. That's fine. Go. Um, I was (laughs) just going to ask you, do you think uh, between, cause I know a lot of people's issues with the first Wonder Woman movie is the third act. Do you think i guess which third act works better for you because i mean it they were both kind of okay i mean i kind of thought like the fight with cheetah was extremely short it was so bad Um, i yeah like i like the build-up and like when i say i like cheetah i did like the Mm build-up for her but i wish she Mm -hmm. had more motivation as to why she was doing this it's like she was just doing it just because it was something different something new in her life. You know, she's getting all this attention from Pedro Pascal and, you know, everyone else working in their office. And that was the only thing. I, I was did, actually, I was actually I mean, bring like, that up. I think um, we haven't talked about Pedro Pascal yet, but I don't know about you guys, but I thought he, he actually killed it as, killed it. as Max Lord. On, on paper, like that villain, he's like an evil genie, if you think about it. And that sounds really lame. But he he definitely pulled it off. I was really impressed. <laughs> yeah, the behind the mask. I feel like he overshadowed everybody. Like he's the yeah. most memorable part of that film, and like yeah. there's not really anything to remember from Wonder Woman 1984 other than him. Just his eyes throughout the movie were so yeah. <laughs> terrifying. His like bloodshot eyes. Seriously, that- I, I had a couple of comments real quick um, about no. the cheetah, uh, cheetah stuff. I completely agree, and I think they needed to really explore her relationship with Diana more. 
because I think they just, you know, kind of started off on this good foot. They were friends and it was like, well, why are you attacking her all of a sudden? When, when we get to the second half of the movie, it's like, okay, you're duking it out against her, but she was your homegirl at the beginning. And now all of a sudden you have a reason to dislike her. Like it just didn't really it kind of, it kind of explained it towards the end where like her goodness was stripped away as part of the monkey's paw, I guess. Yeah. And see, that's, that's not quite enough for me. Like I yeah. wanted some more, I wanted to explore that character some more. She was so underused and Kristen Wiig actually did a pretty good job in my opinion. So yeah. I would have loved to get more of her. And then so yeah, good. Pedro Pascal was fantastic. I thought like, he's the show pretty easily. Yeah. I you're right. Amanda. She might've like, you might've could have just left cheetah for wonder woman three. Right? Like, I just feel like she yeah. was so underused. But now I have a question. With the way that they ended it with Cheetah, do you think they'll bring her back again? Um, cause, Yeah, so she renounced her wish, clearly, because she, she's not looking like she's in the Cats musical anymore. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out maybe, because it's, it's just, it's weird how you know, it's it made sense where she's like, I wish I could be more like Diana. It's like, okay, that mm-hmm. makes sense. And then she's like, I'm going to change my wish. I renounce that, and I want to be an apex predator. I don't know where the hell she got that, like, I want to be an apex predator. <laughs> Why? It was very weird. And I was like, okay, like, obviously we know she's supposed to be Cheetah. But I, I just don't know what where, did, where like, where did you get that idea from? Like, what made you change your mind and said, I don't want to be like Wonder Woman anymore. I want to be an apex predator. <laughs> it goes back to what <laughs> Amanda was saying earlier that the script was just, it was yeah, kind of fell apart in that second half. Like, why do you want to be apex predator? I mean, I understand that. Like, I really like the, um, you know, she runs into that drunk guy twice and she obviously kicks her ass the second time. That was and the like, best part. Like, okay. Yeah. Like th- that makes sense. I, I like that. It's, Jesus, dude, she went like super saiyan on him. I swear to God, I was like, oh my God, like, what's going on? <laughs> but yeah, like between that, I, I'm just trying to figure out what makes you want. <laughs> like, I really want to be an apex predator. Like, that's just something you say every day. Like, man, I really wish I was an apex predator. I'm like, I guess people just have weird desires. I don't know. As we but, saw in the film. <laughs> i don't i don't know um it's it's just so strange but i'm sorry if i cut somebody off i I just had to get that out there i just think it would have been it would have made a little more sense if she would have just even had one more line where she said you know i'm sick of being the prey i'd rather be the predator and then that changed her to that that would have even been a little bit better in my opinion but i don't know it was just like yeah, she just suddenly wanted to be like the best, and her arc just didn't really lead her there, in my opinion. Like she was a sweet little lady, and then all of a sudden, it seemed like I, I want to be a cheetah. I, I don't know. It just didn't really. Yeah. Didn't well, they did show. It feels like the middle step isn't necessary. The step where she's like equal to Wonder Woman's powers, like just go straight to cheetah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And see, I like that yeah. coat look. I was like, the coat and boots, they should have just stuck yeah, with that, that CGI crazy. stuff. Bro. <laughs> like, what, bo- what bothered me the most was that, why are you doing close-ups on something that looks that bad? You couldn't have just sat there and said, this makeup looks amazing. The special effects are going to be amazing. Like, what are you doing close-ups for? 
from far like, away. <laughs> like, just keep it far. And you know what was funny is that, like, I think they made it dark so you couldn't really see what the hell was happening. Because that was another thing. It's like they they fought outside, but it was just the fact that, like, they did it in a way that was so rushed and so quick that they almost didn't even want the audience to see Cheetah at all. I don't totally. blame them. At the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stayed hidden in the shadows for sure yeah that, that is true and it's uh not the more the more that we talk about this it's like see i might have to bump this down to a three <laughs> oh, man. i'm right <laughs> it's it's like i mean i i loved pedro pascal i actually wanted to ask you guys between so like you know we've talked a lot about uh kristen wiggs you know her her upcoming in this movie like her her backstory because I thought they did a great job of introducing everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but what did you think of Pedro uh, Pedro Pascal's version? I know we're on a big Mandalorian high, you know, with Pedro Pascal and whatnot. Um, but it's, well, what did you guys think of his, you know, everything with his, his ex-wife, his his, uh, his son, his, his employer? Did, did you think he had, I guess, the better backstory between the two? I mean, obviously he came out on top, but. He was, he's not much of a fighter. He was more of a obstacle in a way, but, um, Devin, what, what did you think? Um, the the family aspect worked for the most part. The Mm. kid, the kids just kind of showed up at random times. It felt like, um, without much guidance or parental (laughs) authorities at all in his life. He just kind of roams around (laughs) apparently. But yeah, I think yeah. it worked in the end because obviously he needs a reason to to not be big evil guy. Yeah, uh, Leah, what about you? Um, I kind I, I liked Maxwell Lord's backstory. I thought he got just enough build up. I agree with you, Dev, in that he does his kid does kind of just pop up randomly. I like how he starts out as like an MLM pyramid scheme type dude, <laughs> and then builds that up to be like. Ah, I'm taking over the world. Ha 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 ha. And I, I, I like that arc from just like scammy businessmen to like taking over the world. I thought that it, it totally, it, it reminded me of just like old school villains that just had this cheesy, it was, like, it was crazy laugh. Yeah, it was, it was totally a 1980s villain. So like I, for me, <laughs> he, I really liked him and I almost just wanted Cheetah to wait for the next movie because they just didn't use her enough yeah it's like spider-man amazing spider-man all over again uh (laughs) amanda uh, what about you with uh pedro pascal's his journey through this movie oh i loved it i thought he it was just perfect the way they brought him uh in and again like with the kid i also thought it was pretty random especially at the end like you did see that he loved his son, but at the same time, like it almost wasn't enough to warrant that ending for him, if that makes any sense either. Um, but yeah, I thought that he was really good. I think that if we got rid of the whole cheetah BS, we would have gotten to see more of him. And I think I would have loved that. I think it would have made everything better and it would have cut down the film by like half an hour. So I, I really loved that they introduced him. It's just the cheetah issue that really just brings everything down. 
Yeah, I, I think another issue for me, and I, I probably will get into the good stuff, or as in the things that we like, because I know we've been nitpicking this a lot. Um, I do wish it was like a tad shorter. Yeah. Because I saw that, I was like, 150 what now? <laughs> I was yeah. like, okay, let's, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be in this for a while. So I was like, if it was like maybe two hours, like 10 minutes, I was like, okay. But yeah, this is like a solid two and a half. Mm-hmm. Like, for right. oh my gosh, so many reasons. Uh, did, did you guys see the post credit scene? Anyone mm-hmm. sit, stick around for that? Yep. Yeah, thought that was awesome. Okay. Was that was cute. Really <laughs> yeah. So she, so she was, she was Wonder Woman way back. I know that for a while. So it's like, what was going on there? Because I was so, kind so of like this, um, this movie uh, universe. She was like the the tank armor Wonder Woman type figure. I forgot what her name was, but. Asteria, she's Asteria in this movie, and Asteria is like a a, a legendary Amazon warrior, so she didn't play like Wonder Woman or any version of Wonder Woman, but she made that cameo at the end, and I believe during the armor scene, that was her too, when they did that little piece where Asteria was getting jumped. I mean, she was getting gang jumped. (laughs) (laughs) But um, she was in that. It's when when the shot with the eyes, that was her too. So I thought it was cool just to, you know, bring back the original Wonder Woman, throw her in somehow. Like, I thought that was a cool, easy way to sneak her in. Yep. Definitely. That was well done. I I also want to talk about the the scene before that. It's like the the snowy winter scene. It felt like they filmed that last week to get it in for the Christmas release. <laughs> yes, exactly. Honestly, I was thinking the same exact thing. I'm like, did they literally like? Okay, I know this is coming out on Christmas. Well, this it feels this like really they just filmed it a couple of days ago. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. It's like, oh, it's coming out on Christmas. We can have a Christmas uh, scene. You know, now that that it's coming out i really don't know already maybe. already filled the christmas movie spot for dc we don't need another one <laughs> shazam. oh yeah shazam yeah that i is love true. it yay shazam, <laughs> shazam. I, I love that scene <laughs> it, it was it was a nice scene toward, uh at the very end of the movie i yeah. well what did you guys think of um oh my gosh the uh the golden armor like itself like do you you think that it should have been used more because like I've, they've been marketing it and like so much for this movie like almost every poster and i feel like she only wears it for like six minutes not gonna lie i saw that coming but i as when she was using the wings and defense i was like get rid of those wings man right like i was just kind of <laughs> like i don't know irritated with like her using it as the defense and i'm like yo that, you that just her power to, get, to get them off was so cool though yeah I, I loved when she just like took it off and that was just like all right let's go let's rock but i i kind of saw that coming with the armor i figured it would only be in the last like 10 15 minutes i i thought the cheetah scene as well would be the last 20 minutes so i wasn't really surprised the the thing that kind of bothered me though is the fact that Every single good scene was given away in all the trailers that we got. And that's like majority of the film. And that's what irritated me was the fact that they kept pushing it. Then they're like, we need to hold people over. Let's drop some more footage. And it's like, no, don't do that. We already have two of them. We have two full trailers. There was no need to give us more content if we're already hyped for this movie. 
Just let it go. So I felt like everything good from the film was already shown in the trailers. And that's why, like, the golden armor and the cheetah fight, like, that thing, like Leo said, we already knew it was going to be in the last 20 minutes. Because why would they fight like that in the middle of the movie? You know what I mean? So it's just, I don't know. That's how I felt. I kind of got irritated after watching two and a half hours. And then everything good was just, like, shoved in the trailers yeah i mean the mall scene that was that was some cool like lasso use but it was it was revealed in the trailer so i was like okay i'd already seen a piece of that knew that was coming same with the scene in i felt like the dc the scene in the white house is where they were at Mm. that was all pretty much shown in the trailer yeah. It's so annoying. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of like a, a comedy movie because it's like, well, like I'm, I guess in the way of a comedy movie, when you're like, let's say a trailer comes out for it, and it's like they show all the funny parts, and then when you get to the movie, it's like, oh yeah, I saw that in the trailer, saw that in the trailer, saw that in the trailer, saw that in the trailer. Yeah. It's like we saw a riding on lightning in the trailer. We saw the golden eagle army, and I know that's a very weird analogy. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> And we saw, you know, a little bit, we saw what she looked like, a little bit of the fight there. And, you know, everyone's taking screen grabs and like, oh, my God, I didn't know this was 2005. Um, <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, um, and it's, yeah, I, I think that's what, it, and I don't know if it's just like this movie, but I feel like a lot of movies nowadays, it's like they show the best part in the trailer. Like, there are some exceptions. Um, but even with like even Suicide Squad, that was like a kick-ass trailer, fantastic. Yeah, and it's like the rest of the movie was just doo-doo butter. Like I just <laughs> didn't like it all. The- <laughs> we're, we're not going to give this movie Suicide Squad level. Come on, yeah. no, 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 not at all, not at all. I'm just saying, you know, like you know, Amanda was saying that we. It seems that we like, even like gifts on Twitter, like almost every single gif was like from like those really big scenes, you know, mm-hmm. with the. Um, when uh chris pine and gal are in the um in the uh oh my gosh the, the jet you know they're going through the uh fireworks and stuff like that you know her riding on lightning uh you know her just zipping around the city kind of like she's spider-man but not really um so yeah i guess that's what i was trying to point out but. i want to i want to say one, uh, something really good that i thoroughly enjoyed about the movie and that's the use of the lasso of truth I like that she yeah. was like finally using it as a weapon and yeah. using it to swing from lightning bolts and fly and oh I thought she too. can fly. Like I don't yeah, think they really confirmed that because what was it at the end of either Wonder Woman or BBS where she was kind of like whisking off ish, but it was like, <laughs> is she flying? Was that the help of right the lasso? <laughs> but like when she just like puts her arms forward and is like flying, I'm like, dude, this is the Wonder Woman that I'm used mm-hmm. to from the Justice League animated series. So it was cool to see like more of a familiar Wonder Woman style. The action scenes were really tight. Um, really like the invisible jet, the invisible plane cameo. That was cool. <laughs> so I think there were just some really cool, like gold nuggets from Wonder Woman lore in this movie. I mean, Linda Carter herself. I, I, I really enjoyed that as a fan of, of the earlier Wonder Woman media and the comics, like I liked getting those little Easter eggs in there. Yeah, I thought they did okay. a great job of expanding her powers in this one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Because it's like we like like I guess an easy way to put Wonder Woman is like, oh yeah, she's like the female version of Superman. It's like, well, 
I feel like people only say that because she can fly and she has super strength, but you know, her backstory and her, her powers are obviously completely different from Superman's. But um, I guess really quick here, uh, what was everyone's actual favorite scene from the movie? I guess we'll start with uh, Devin. If, if, if you had one that like actually stuck out to you. Um, I, I really liked the, the first, the first two I mentioned before the, the throwback to her childhood and then the mall, the mall scene. Mm-hmm. They, they did a, such a great job of pulling you in. Yeah. Uh, Leo, what about you? Uh, I'd have to agree with Dad, the first two. And then I also really liked the uh, battle at the White House. Um, there were some things that I really liked about the separation from Steve Trevor and then some things that I really didn't like about it. I think at that point I was kind of like, all right, now we can focus back on the Maxwell Lord Cheetah stuff. Go on, man. Like we've already seen – this happened before, but uh, yeah, so I would say the the separation from Chris Trevor when she's finally flying, um, the first couple scenes, and then that White House battle. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Uh, Amanda, what about you? The exact same list that they just gave you. And it's okay. like, I'm serious. <laughs> no, like legit, like, and that's the thing, no, like, through like a two and a half hour movie, like, and those are the three things that stuck out, and those were like, the action sequences and oh, that's it right. like you know what i mean like yeah we didn't get a lot of action in this movie did we oh i have one more uh the the scene on the road when maxwell oh, was on yeah, the road I thought, that's yeah, pretty that, that's some, really, that some cool shots in it yeah, yeah she gets out the car and starts running i skipped that scene i know that they showed it before the movie they released it on twitter or something i skipped that because i was like look i want to wait to a movie and i thought it was cool to see her like get out of a moving car and just like toss one in the air that was really cool so i like that actually yeah. did you skip it because you seen it or did you skip it because it was buffering oh no i didn't skip it on the actual oh. i meant like when it came oh, out on okay. twitter before the movie I oh okay that. okay i got it. yeah i didn't watch it Fair either. Fair, yeah, yeah yeah um sorry uh amanda go go ahead if you had anything else to say uh no those were like those were the scenes i actually thought that um i liked barbara and diana's uh dinner scene as well because i like in the first half is like i feel like it dives into female friendships which is also Mm. a good thing because that's it shows like diana's um compassion towards people because she wanted to like be friends with with Barbara and I really love that. Um and yeah, their chemistry was great too. Like the acting was great all around. It's just, you know, everything else, but those action scenes were great. I love the mall so much. That was so cute with the kid. I, I adored yeah. it. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have one more. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you're good. You're good. You're good man. Go ahead. There's the an whole- exchange between Wonder Woman and Chris Trevor or Steve Trevor. I keep getting them mixed up because the name's Chris Pine. They're all, they're all Trevor. Chris's. It's like they're all Chris's, man. But uh, her and Steve Trevor in the movie, there's a scene where she kind of where he's like, I can't be here. And she just like elevates real quick and is like, why can I never have what I want to have? And it makes me think like all superheroes probably feel like this. They're always mm. showing up to save everybody. They're always the one in the front, on the front lines, ready to risk their lives. But sometimes they don't even get what they want. And it was just, it was so sad. It was like, damn, like I can kind of understand where she's coming from there. Like she's here sacrificing her entire life for everyone else. Why can't she just have what she wants? It's a good point. Yeah, like one thing, like in her, like she wants one thing in her life to go right, 
And she knows that she has to renounce that wish, and it's like killing her because it's. I mean, obviously, nothing like this ever happens. Like, it's it's a comic book movie, suspense and disbelief. That's fine, uh, but yeah, it's it, it is. It, it actually was kind of heartbreaking. I really liked her speech when she was, um, I guess, talking to everyone who you know was making all these wishes, and you know, uh, Pedro Pascal's like this big wish battery or whatever. And, you know, she's kind of explaining you can't like maybe like the most desirable things aren't always what's good for you. And obviously, like you want the stone, it pretty much brings America, I guess. Yeah, because they're, they're in uh, on the D.C. area uh, kind of brings it into a collapsing state because I think they said the stone has been known in the past to like destroy civilizations and I thought that was an interesting way to actually bring about, quote unquote, the end of the world or the end of their civilization as they know it uh, due to just straight selfishness. And it's like if everybody got what they wanted, then the world would not operate, I guess, the way that it's supposed to, like naturally, because so many, you know, so many things would be out of whack. And I don't know, you might have like, five or 10 people wanting the same thing and that can cause like um, a conflict there. But um, I really wanted to say really quick, my, I think my favorite scene out of everything was literally just the opening scene, like it, the opening scene, you know, when she's a kid, she's and like her gladiator Olympic um, um, style and kind of just, you know, maneuvering through uh, those obstacle courses, you know, she, she takes a little bit of a shortcut. I was like, all right, that's a clever girl for sure. And then I thought she was going to win for second. And then, of course, her mentor like, uh, takes her pole vault or her spear from her. I was like, oh, you're going to do her like that? What is going on right? here? <laughs> like, come on, oh, just let her get through. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I was like, right there. What are you doing? And she's like, you took a shortcut. I'm like, damn right. I took a fucking shortcut. I was trying to win. But yeah. <laughs> That's just kind of my uh, my thoughts on it. But um wanted to open up the floor really quick before we get into scores. I know we've been talking here for a while. Uh, was there anything else anyone wanted to mention about uh, the film overall? Anything they thought they might have uh, left out? I just want to say that um, Gal is a really good Wonder Woman. And that mm-hmm. if they plan to do a Wonder Woman like 20 years later or something, it's going to be hard to find somebody else. It was already hard. For, Lin- for them to replace Linda Carter, like she's become almost becoming synonymous with the role. So I thought she did a, a fantastic job as Wonder Woman. And I, I loved Pedro as the villain, but just a couple mm-hmm. misses here and there that just didn't quite work. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I agree with that. Like, I, I don't know who else could play Wonder Woman. I, I, I don't know if it's safe to say that, you know, in the same way that Margot Robbie has, is the embodiment of um, Harley Quinn. Does Gal Gadot do that for Wonder Woman? Like the same thing. I know some people feel the same way about either Henry Cavill, or you would say, obviously like Mark Hamill's uh, the Joker uh, when it comes, you know, to the Batman animated series uh, streaming on HBO Max January 1st, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, Devin, did you have any of the last comments, questions, concerns? I think we got, we got it all. This is the way. All right. Uh, <laughs> this is this yes. is the way. Uh, Amanda, <laughs> is there the anything else you want to throw on top of this 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 garbage pile that you Jesus. created? Jesus, <laughs> I said I said way too much. But honestly, I've been talking about this for like twenty four hours now. 
Um, and I keep finding new things. So follow me on Twitter. You'll probably see me talking about it. No, in all seriousness, this movie is a lot of fun. Okay. Mm. And it's completely subjective. It's also the fact that it is a sequel and the first one was so freaking good. So of course we're all gonna, you know, hope for something different or, you know, expect something different. But if everyone loved Wonder Woman 1984 to the people that did, enjoy it. Do not look at the negativity because I know Twitter is going to be a, oh my God, a storm after Christmas Day that this is released. Just one thing that I'm going to say is that if people do not like the film as much as you do, guys, no disrespect. Like, no negativity. Like, there's been negative reviews. But as someone who's a part of the DCEU fandom... I do understand that whenever we see negative reviews for a DC film, it brings back like freaking war flashbacks, to be perfectly honest, to what we went through. Um, So I totally get that everyone wants to remain positive. But again, like it's not the end of the world. If we didn't like it, not a big deal. Just enjoy it yourself. It's subjective. And that's all I got to say. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be like Star Wars fans out there. Oh, Jesus. My Lord. Or <laughs> it is just. <laughs> I'm a Star that Wars a- super fan, and it has been a battle. Yeah. Like the last is- Jedi was a nightmare. Dude, oh my God. Like literally to this day, people are still talking about that film. And it's like, I. I don't even think I have any more energy to like even talk about it anymore. I'm like, I'm, it's enough. If you didn't like it, that is fine. I'm not going to be like, well, why didn't you like it? Because nine times out of 10, we probably heard every single reason out there. But no, no, I'm like, it's like, I swear. I'm just, I'm just saying, Ryan Johnson definitely got his revenge in Knives Out when he made uh, that little, uh, the the uh, the kid character well, that was supposed to be like a character made for like all the haters of The Last Jedi to see how they actually act. And it's like, I mean, th- there are some valid reasons for people who don't like that movie, but other people were just like, oh, it's not in Luke's character. I'm like, I, this argument again, I can't do it anymore. But yes, uh, Wonder Woman 1984. Um, I did enjoy it uh, for what it was. I think I do. It does warrant another um, rewatch for me. I mean, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to buy it when it comes out, regardless. Um, really quick, did you guys like this more than the first Wonder Woman or vice versa? No. Anyone? No. <laughs> 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 <was> like, no. <laughs> Uh, Devin, what about you, really quick? It might actually be closer for me because um, the villain Max Lord was so much better than what was it, Ares in the first one? That was, that uh, was a tough sell for me. Yeah, fair. Like, I was I was expecting someone else. I'm like, okay, this is it, it, it got it got weird, but like I enjoyed it for what it was. So, uh, Leah, what about you? Yeah, I thought the Ares stuff was atrocious. Um, I I would say they're actually about the same for me. I, I like them about the same. I mean, hey, I've seen tons of negativity on Twitter myself, and I'm like, yo, I'm still at this solid eight out of ten for me. That's about what I <laughs> hey, paid man. for the the first one. So I like them about mm-hmm. the same. I feel like they both really ride strong in the beginning and then at the very end, but then some of this it just gets a little mucked up in the middle. But 
I liked them both. Um, had a good time. Okay. So, yeah. So, you would give it about an 8 out of 10. Yeah. Or 80 out of 100, as we do here on the uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would go oh, ahead. Converting scores. <laughs> yeah. No, you're, you're fine. Uh, Devin, uh, really quick, what, what would you give this out of 100? Uh, I'm just going to go with a solid 75. Okay. All right. Um, Amanda, I'm actually afraid to ask, but <laughs> no. <laughs> out of 100, if you're grading this, um, does the letterbox math add up here? Or does it hey, man, we figured it out before. Um, so I'll probably give it like a 65 or a 70 out of 100. Okay. I'll, I'll, go, or I'll, I'll go the middle road and give it a 70 out of 100 just to there be on the safe side. You know, because I, I, I did like it. I mean, I was like super engaged. Mm-hmm. It's just some parts like... I don't know the whole like tracking for the stone. There was just a few things that kind of the padding um, of the movie or the story beats, but Hey, that is what it is. But yeah, that pretty much concludes our review of wonder woman, 1984. Thank you all for listening at home. And of course, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast plat of to our podcast, excuse me, on the platform of your choosing. And of course, make out, make sure to check out the other shows on the drive-in podcast over on the music city drive-in website at musiccitydrivein.com. Link will be in the description of this podcast. But before we go, wanted to let everyone uh, give a chance for Amanda and Leo to let everyone know uh, what's coming up on their channels. I know everyone's kind of taking a break or, you know, I wasn't sure what other future reviews you guys had going up. I know Amanda said that, she had been writing all day. I think I saw that on Twitter earlier today as I was like bored out of my mind at work. <laughs> but uh, Amanda, go, go ahead and let everybody know uh, what's coming up on, on your side. Yeah, um, it's Oscar season in full freaking yes. gear. Um, so I'm, I'm planning <laughs> to do like a year in review if I can. So I have to squeeze in as many Oscar bait films as I can, huh. as I can. Right. So I've been writing all day trying to get everything done. And there's always like the Christmas releases yep. like soul. Like I haven't seen soul yet. So I have to like oh, take that into so consideration. Good. And I know that you guys have seen it. So, and I've heard great things about it. So I'm really excited to put that in my top 20 of the year. Um, but yeah, I have that coming up. I have my Promising Young Woman review coming up too, which I'm currently writing. And it's Oscar season, guys. I'm so excited. The stress uh, begins because the Golden Globes. I, I thought I was very stressed already. <laughs> no, it's we had worse. to put in our ballots for the yeah. Music City Drive-In. I mean, not for, for the Music City Film Critics Association. Sorry. It's, yeah. it's all... Wow, just it's one jumbled. big thing. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it's they're practically the same thing. But um, yeah, for the association, I kept getting these screeners sent to me. I'm like, I do not have time <laughs> to watch all of these. It's so I, just had to and, I had to pick and choose what I had to. But um, yeah. yeah, so our ballots are in. So that's that's mm-hmm. that. I know it's still award season because I still have a few more things to watch. Yeah, but I am going to definitely take some time to watch. I got to watch. I got to catch up some anime. I got to watch season four of um, Attack on Titan. I got to watch the new season of, um, oh my gosh, uh, My Hero Academia. I still haven't watched that yet because I've been watching all this other stuff. But uh, Leo, what is coming up on your channel? What can people be excited for for you? Well, I'm actually taking a small break till sometime next week. Just taking a little time Mm -hmm. off to relax. But uh, coming up, there will be Cobra Kai. I'll be reviewing that. Um, And there's... WandaVision's almost right around the corner. Oh, so yeah. That'll be the next show I'm Ooh. on. <laughs> Can't wait for that, man. 
definitely a review for Cobra, Cobra Kai coming up, uh, WandaVision, and I'm just kind of taking some time to plan out the channel, so definitely some newer content, some stuff on the way, uh, but kind of in planning mode for right now, but yeah, Cobra Kai, look forward to the Cobra Kai stuff. Yeah, you've been talking about that a lot on Twitter. I have not <laughs> watched a single episode myself. I need to. There's just, I have, my backlog, especially for TV, is like so backed up. And I just need to sit down for like a good week, week and a half and just binge. But I probably won't be able to do that. But Same. Um, <laughs> Devin. <laughs> whatever, no, uh, whatever you have to say is what I have to say. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I think so. This is the second to last uh, review uh, that we're doing on the podcast this week or this year. Uh, much like Leo, you know, we are uh, going to be, you know, reevaluating some things, trying out some new things for next year. Might back, be back on YouTube. So that's fun. Um, a lot, a lot of fun. I'm, you know, just relearning the algorithm all over again. It's going to be amazing. But um, we, our last uh, recap, or I guess review of this year, will be uh, the His Dark Materials season finale with uh, Griff Schiller and myself. Um, he's over at Film Speak, so definitely go check out him on Twitter and on YouTube. Uh, I think he just dropped his own Wonder Woman review as well. So there's that. So, yeah, I guess we'll just wrap up here. We've been talking for about an hour. Uh, we all love comic book movies. And, you know, like we said before, if you like it, that's great. If not, don't, you know, ruin someone else's experience. Um, and no spoilers, by the way, for anyone out there who, you know, if you made it this far, you probably are, have already watched it. But uh, my name is Christian. That was Devin. That was Amanda and Leo. And we will see you guys in the next one. Peace. See ya. Amanda, say bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>